Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Hope Rising Ministry podcast. We're so excited that you've joined us, that you found us, that God allowed this podcast and this episode to reach you. And we pray uh, and believe that the Lord will do what only he can. And uh, we pray and believe that that will be a blessing to those who get to hear it. And, and we're really excited uh, about what we have to talk about uh, today and and just really the, the concerns and, and everything that wrap up around that. But before we really dive into what that is, my name is Alex. And with me, as always, is Trey. How's it going, Trey? How are you? Hey, Alex. Doing fine. Hello, hello, people. So uh, excited about this. Uh, a little bit anxious about it just because it's a very uh, difficult you know, topic and conversation. So to, to sort of briefly explain and summarize uh, for those who are listening, we're, we're actually going to be talking about critical race theory, and we're going to be talking about how the church has really adopted that in some cases um, a little more than, than maybe they should. And we're going to talk about the concerns with that and how that might not be such a great thing, the way that it's being used and some of the uh, ideologies around it. So before we really dive in, I'm going to pass it over to Trey uh, so he can sort of give a synopsis and, and just some some more detail and intro into exactly what critical race theory is, just in case this might be the first time that you've really heard about it or, you know, are really paying attention to it. So take over, Trey. Yeah, uh, good to be here, Alex. Um, as always, good to see you. Um, this is a, an exciting yet um, interesting yet um, tiptoe-ish um, yeah. Uh, yeah. topic tonight uh, but it's something that that we need to talk about it's something that we need to learn about um, a lot of people have heard uh, phrases and words and catchphrases and and they're like what in the world does that mean well we're going to kind of go over all that uh, we're basically basically going to cover critical race theory uh, and, and what that has to do with the church and has it infiltrated the church? And if, if it has, then, then what do we do about it? And how do we, how do we deal with it? How do we address it? Um, and uh, before we, we do that, we need to actually explain what, what critical theory is. Okay. Um, you, you've heard, you've heard the term woke, I'm sure. Uh, is, is a person woke? Is a, is a company woke? Um, basically what that means is that you are in agreement with all the ideologies that are cropping up across this world and this, this nation. And if you agree with all of them, you're woke. And I, I saw a, um, I saw a t-shirt. I'm sorry. My wife saw a t-shirt at the mall. This, this kid was walking around and on it. It said, God is woke. And I said, nah, no, he's not, you know, uh, God is not woke. Uh, the only woke God does is raising people from the grave and, and making mm -hmm. them born again. So anyway, um, I'll just, it, you, you want me to just dive in and, and let's go ahead and talk about what this is. And yeah, and, uh, yeah. maybe <clears throat> if you're listening, uh, and, and you hear like a word, like I've heard that word, I'm going to try my best to explain what these things mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not. It's neither is Alex. We're not like uh, uh, 
professionals when it comes to stuff like this, but we have done a lot of homework uh, and, and not just for us, but for the listeners as well. And um, let's just go ahead and, and get started and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. So, yeah. And, and real quick, just for yeah. people who are listening to, just in case you hear us use the abbreviation CRT, uh, just for short, so we don't have to keep saying critical race theory over and over and over again. That right. is what that means. Uh, CRT, okay. so that's the same thing, just to kind of give some preface there. Yep, fair enough. So, so critical theory, right? Um, this isn't critical thinking, okay? Critical thinking is how to analyze a topic or how to analyze what somebody is saying or um, uh, even even to the point of using the scientific method in your head to to uh, think logically and think clearly. OK, uh, I'm not talking about thinking biblically or anything. I'm just talking about average normal thinking. Um, that's that's critical thinking. But critical theory um, separates people into oppressed groups and the oppressor groups. OK, that's, that's pretty much real simple. OK. They separate it separates people into the oppressed and the oppressors. All right. Critical theory looks at race and sex and gender identity and sexual orientation and age, physical ability, etc., as markers of the oppression. Okay. And critical race theory concentrates mainly on race as being the culprit. All right. So the goal. In, in all this is to liberate the victims, to liberate the oppressed, right? So, but so if, if we're talking about oppressed, the, the oppressed or oppression, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when I hear that word, I kind of know what I think it means. So, what does um, CRT actually think it means, right? So, in, in critical race theory, oppression is not simply like an unjust or cruel demonstration of authority but the ability of one group or race to impose its values and expectations on the remaining groups or races. So, for instance, here in America, the Caucasian race or white people is believed to be the oppressor and every other group is the oppressed. OK, now, you know, whether I agree with that or not, whether you agree with that or not uh, is beside the point right now. This is just what this is. OK, but this doesn't mean, Alex. And, 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 you know, I, I, there's a listener right now going, I don't oppress people. <laughs> I mean, right, I, don't, I can't right. remember the last time that I was actually a, a, an oppressor. Like, yeah. wow, is that true? So it, it doesn't mean that all, let's say, white people have used or abused power to actually oppress another person or group. It, it doesn't matter if you have or have not done that. The, the critical race theorist asserts that simply belonging to the white race makes all white people oppressors, whether they believe it or not, or whether they think they are or not. That's just what CRT calls white supremacy. Okay. So when you hear that, um, it, whenever I used to, uh, in, the, in the recent past, when I'm hearing white supremacy, I'm thinking, you know, Nazis or, you know, these guys that, that, want to lynch people and all this stuff actually uh to the to the crt activist white supremacy is just the fact that those are the oppressors 
That's the problem. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter. If, if you're part of that group, then you are an oppressor to the CRT group. Okay. Now, another component of CRT is liberation. Like, um, I mean, they're, they're not just going to start calling people out for being oppressors without, I mean, what's the reason? Well, liberation, they want to be free of that oppression. Now, if you've heard the term social justice, that's what that means. Okay. That, the, the CRT, the liberation is what they call social justice. And it, they don't just focus on the extremes like racism and sexual harassment, uh, let's say d- domestic violence, but also on the subtleties that exist because of the oppression of white supremacy. Like, for instance, Alex, traditional marriage, the nucleus family, and even Christian theology, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that's tinged and all that's bad because the, the white race is seen as the group who imposes their uh, ideals and yeah. their norms, yeah. right, on other groups. Like the other groups are supposed <laughs> to be in traditional marriage. They're supposed to have a nucleus family. They're supposed to believe all the Christian theology, right? Yeah. Go ahead. So real quick, like one of the things, well, actually a couple of things that, you know, just just automatically like a red flag goes up. Um, you know, in talking about this and, and especially some of the the key pillars of critical race theory. Um, one is just the, you know, the the absolute assumption that all white people are automatically an oppressor to someone else. To me, that is blatantly false, blatantly untrue and, and blatantly a form of oppression onto another person just because of the color of their skin. Like you're sitting there calling someone something just because you have no clue who they are, what they've ever done, how much they've ever helped anybody, but you're automatically, you know, dropping these labels right on them. You're, you're calling them what, you think everybody of that race is. And, and I think that in itself is just blatantly wrong. And, and I don't well, see it, how that's actually racism itself. That's exactly. what that is. Right. right? Yeah. So it's a double standard, but, but it's a great point, uh, Alex. Um, if you were having a conversation with a CRT activist, right. Yeah. You got to that point. You said, look, um, I'm telling you, I'm not racist. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm not racist. And they would say, well, that right there is proof Proof that that you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Proof that you are because, oh, Alex, you just don't know. (laughs) Your eyes haven't been opened. Yeah. You don't know how much you're oppressing people. Right. Now, this this stuff is being taught to kids in school. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. All all across all across the land. Now, if a listener just goes, what? Well, um, just do, do your homework. Yeah. yeah. Look up, look it up yourself. <clears throat> well, see, and one of the uh, one of the other points about it is like to me, that one is just blatantly wrong and, and just I- incredibly, as you said, it is incredibly racist towards white people just because you're judging them 
because of what some other people did maybe hundreds of years ago, or even some, you know, obviously still do now. It's not like racism doesn't exist, but you're putting that on everybody. You're just making this blanket statement, which is wrong. And the other thing is like that one to me is blatant, but the ones where it's kind of like a veil. And I think this is where it gets tricky, which we'll talk about a little bit more, you know, when it comes to the church and what the church has adopted and what's really infiltrated and made its way into the church is when it comes to sort of the social justice, because at the surface level, how could you be against social justice? I mean, hey, I want to help, right? Exactly. Can I help? Exactly. I, mean, I want to help. Everybody, right. especially Christians, should be on that side of, hey, I want to fight for those who are oppressed. I want to stand up for those who are being held down, being mistreated, being abused, Right who are less fortunate or who are, you know, just in a bad spot or a bad situation. So yes, like social justice is great. And I believe that's part of what we're called to as Christians to be compassionate for people who are in those situations and those circumstances. But where the problem is, is exactly what you were talking about, where it's all turned around and it's like, okay, well, you know what? The reason that we need social justice is because of white people and they, you know, it's automatically flipped. And now it's like, well, how can you be for social justice when you're the ones who caused it in the first place? And then then it's like, well, if you are for social justice, it's probably because you feel guilty because you've oppressed people. Right. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit about how how the theory of CRT kind of overlaps Christian theology at the same time. And then we're also going to talk about how it's the antithesis of Christian theology. Okay. So now the critical theorists um, speak a lot about people's obligation to overturn oppressive systems. Okay. This is, this is on everybody's lips, right? We need to do something about this. This is bad. This is causing this and that and this and that. And everything that goes wrong is because of white supremacy. Um, so they, they want to liberate the marginalized. They want to seek justice, right? The, the, but rarely do they ever, and you won't hear it. I mean, I, I listen for it. But they rarely speak about moral virtues like honesty and kindness and forgiveness and patience and love, stuff like that. Uh, they don't talk about that too much. And so what that does is actually redefine what truth is. Uh, the CRT activist has their own idea of what truth is, right? So because of that, the perception of reality has become distorted for the CRT's whole function in this life is tied up in false social and racial constructs. At the same time, believing that this is the entire definition of white supremacy. You see how it's kind of um, circular reasoning, I might say. So therefore, uh, oppressed people naturally think they understand reality much more than their oppressors because the oppressors are blind. They don't know what's going on. A lot of them don't even know they're doing it. Right. Right. So, so we, we talked about how they overlap. So one of the ways that CRT and Christianity overlap is they both claim that oppression is a sin, right? 
but each defines oppression different differently. Biblical oppression is stuff like physical violence, cruelty, enslavement, theft, stuff like that. Um, and liberation from these oppressions is actually a fruit of the good news of the gospel. But the liber that the gospel is not the liberation from all this stuff. Okay, it's it's if you're liberated from stuff like that, and and that's the fruit of the gospel. Yeah. Not the gospel itself. Okay. So basically that is their gospel being, being liberated from all those things. Yeah. Right. And, and they're kind of, I get it. I, I understand what they're talking about. Um, so how, what does the Bible say about sin? Like how, how does the Bible identify sin? Um, well, it, it, it's, it's not privilege privilege is not the reason that there is sin right um but because we are blind and we can't hear and we struggle with not knowing what hope is everybody struggles in not knowing what truth is you know and and that's what the bible says is inherently wrong with people because they are dead in their trespasses and their sins yeah. and they need to be set free or born again from above. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, no person or group um, can claim um, their lived oppression or their lived experience uh, uh, that, that, that trumps the Bible's teachings or meanings. Okay. Um, that's like in C Christian theology, you can't say, well, look at what I've been through this trumps what jesus said right this trumps what jesus means right this changes what that verse means because of what i've been through my lived experience right so a lot of christians are attracted to crt because and we just talked about this really alex they they see the oppressed people crying out mm -hmm. and, and they want to see an end to the proposed racism they want yeah. to. They want to see it stop. They want to help. Right? Absolutely. However, if you don't know, if if you're being like pulled in that direction, like man, I want to do something. I want to help. Well, the first thing they're going to tell you is, well, you need to repent of your oppressiveness, and you need to repent of your whiteness, and you need to apologize, and you need to to kowtow, and you need to be humble, and and you need to be woke. Basically, is what they're saying. So. But the teachings and beliefs of the CRT are actually fundamentally and radically opposed to biblical, biblical Christianity. And, and I'm not saying that Christians shouldn't want to help. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, if you are a believer, your natural instinct is to help. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's that's where it's almost like, a you know, a, a bait and switch type thing, because it's, you know, just like what you were talking about when a Christian see someone who is legitimately oppressed and they're crying out for help. And that Christian should want to help, should be moved by the compassion in their heart to help. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, it's your fault that they're in that position in the first place. So you must. Yeah, it's a catch 22. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's, you know, it, that to me is where it, it's clearly there is an issue with the fundamentals of, CRT uh, and, and what they are 
you know, pushing what their ideology really and truly is, because it's not simply just to help those who are oppressed, but it's really to oppress someone else because they believe that is the reason that other people or other people groups are in the place that they are now. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I get that logic, and it's actually sound. But if you're talking to a CRT activist, they're going to say, oh, you oh, have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. So let, let's say you do want to help, right? Let's say you do want to help. Well, what, what are the two steps that you need to take before you begin to open your mouth and try to help, right? Because get ready to get your feelings hurt. It's okay, you know. So, one, Christians should first understand what they believe. Yeah. Okay? Um, do you really know what you believe? And do you live what you say you believe? All right? So, two, you need to study to understand what the critical theorist believes himself. Right? You be solid in your own foundation in your own knowledge of the Savior and biblical terms and, and what the scripture means. And then you need to read about and study up on the critical theorist belief and their ideologies. So on the Christian side of thing, so the Christian worldview, in other words, when we say worldview, it's like, how do you see? And I, okay, uh, it's real simple. How do you see the world? Mm -hmm. But in other words, your worldview is going to influence how you interact with people, your wife, your your children, yeah. your coworkers, um, uh, minorities, uh, uh, your own race, right? So the Christian worldview sees everything through the lens of divine scripture, right? Yeah. Now, what what divine scripture tells us in Ephesians is that people who are created in the image of God are not the enemy, but Satan and his minions, that's the enemy. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. CRT, the CRT activists would say, no, those people are the enemy. Right. So, so the biblical worldview understands and knows when they see people, they're not the enemy. That's liberating. That's liberating. When you can look at somebody and go, I'm, you're, you're not my enemy. You know, they may persecute you. They may do all kinds of evil stuff to you, but that doesn't mean they're, they're your enemy. It might be working for him. So, the, the, the CRT activists cannot rely on objective evidence and biblical logic found in Scripture. They, they, they can't. They are right in their own eyes because of their own lived experience. You get that, Alex? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they say, look, you, you can't tell. I've, I've lived this. I'm, I'm oppressed every day. Um, therefore, I'm right. So yeah. this would this would uh, knock down anybody who would disagree with their lived experience. So here's the thing. Um, the CRT individual internalizes that the oppressor is actually the one that's completely blind to their oppressive state. Yeah. That's just how mm -hmm. it is. All right. So let me explain it in a different way. Uh, some of you may have heard of this before, um, but it's a pretty good analogy. <coughs> Excuse me. So 
Christians have a vertical view of mankind and their relationship with the creator. Right? Vertical, that's up and down. Yeah. Uh, we are all sinners in need of the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ through his broken body on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. But the CRT person can't fathom the vertical view, but only the horizontal relationship with others. That's, uh, that's, that's it. Um, herein lies the irony of the whole thing, Alex. The CRT activists have become a slave to their own ideology that white supremacy has created this world of oppression in which they exist. Does that make sense? I'm gonna, yeah. Let me tell you that one more time. The CRT person has become a slave to his own ideology that white supremacy has created this world of oppression in which they exist. The Christian worldview, on the other hand, knows that eternal slavery is a soul without Christ. This is slavery to sin and death. Yeah. That's the real, that's the real problem. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, and that's, you know, when it comes to, it makes me think about it when, when you talk about the, you know, vertical uh, relationship with, with God, like that vertical view um, that Christians have, in like our our only hope right it is is found in Christ our only salvation is in him and our relationship that has been restored through Christ Jesus with with God our father and then like as someone you know from the the CRT worldview which is that horizontal like trying to look at everyone else and looking looking at others to find a solution for the problems that they face and blaming that on them and looking only horizontally either to themselves or to other people for salvation, right? For help, for hope. Whereas as a Christian, like we understand, yes, we will face difficult times in this world. Jesus told us that our Lord and savior face difficult times in this world, but yet we know where our true help comes from. And it's not anyone that is shoulder to shoulder with us, side by side with us. Rather, it is our heavenly father. It is our Lord and savior. Jesus Christ is where our help and our hope comes from, which is not found with in anything within this world, right? Like it's not a, it's not an individual. It's not a person. It's not a possession. It's not a thing, but it's Jesus Christ himself that is the only thing that can solve the problem. And the problem, which you, you mentioned earlier too, and I mean, this really stuck out to me. The problem is not, the problem is not just being blind. The problem is not a skin color. The problem is sin. The problem is not an outward skin appearance, but rather it is an inward heart situation. It's the, 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 the the position of the heart, like it's the posture of the heart. The heart is where that sin problem comes from for those who really and truly are racist, those who really and truly are oppressing other people. Like it, it has nothing to do with the skin, but it starts with their heart. And that's the problem. And there is nothing in this world that can change a heart. Only Jesus can do that. And that's where we have to start. That's why it's so important, like as Christians, 
We cannot look to ourselves. We cannot look to our efforts. We cannot look to man-made ideologies and and plans and, and procedures to be able to stop what we are seeing because racism is bad. Racism is horrible. It is wicked. It is evil. And it needs to be stopped. But it's not going to happen by turning people against each other, turning people against themselves just because of their skin color. It's only going to happen when we as Christians continue to preach Jesus Christ and the gospel and profess him and, and share him with other people. That's when hearts change. That's when you start seeing things change and people really and truly being liberated and being set free. Amen. So. Uh, all right. Um, you made me think of an example. Okay. Let's, I'm going to use a couple of my lived experiences. Okay. And I'm standing before God almighty on judgment day. And I'm like, uh, well, I mean, I, I, my dad left me when I was four. I mean, I was sexually abused at, at eight and nine years old. I mean, that's why I'm the way I am. Let me in. Yeah. He's going to say, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Right. In the same way, you're not going to be able to stand before the the king of the universe and say, I was oppressed by white supremacy uh, and and nobody ever helped me with it. Nobody ever, you know, uh, did anything about it. He's going to say, go away. I don't I don't know who you are. Yeah. Right. Your your lived experience and and the couple of things that I said about myself may be true, but that's not going to define who I am. Yeah. Jesus Christ defined who I am. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, so he took my grave clothes off Come on. that were rotten and he put on the robe of righteousness of Jesus Christ, <laughs> not by anything that I did, yeah. but by everything he did. Come on. Okay. Come on. So how, not, not, okay. So, okay. So we want to help, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we help? Right. Um, what, how do we know that there can be help? Right. In other words, let me ask it this way. How did Jesus rectify this whole situation? Did he? If so, how? Right. Yeah. How can there truly be peace? Not only between God and man, but between man and man. Yeah. How? So. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, makes the audacious claim that in and through the broken body of Jesus Christ, these questions are miraculously answered. And you say, what in the world are you talking about? Well, let me read it to you. This is in Ephesians chapter 2. Start with verse verse 14, okay? For he himself is our peace. He's talking about Jesus. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. You want the hostility killed? You want the dividing walls broken down? It's through Jesus Christ. That's the only way it happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the only way it happens. So this is what's sad for the, for the CRT activists. Um, there's no hope in their thinking. There's no hope in their lives. 
They only have a wish that one day they'll be freed from their oppression, mm. which is actually sin and death, not another group. Yeah. People are not eternally damned because of the actions of oppressors, but because they're born sinners without even the ability to know God. So here's something interesting that's happening today. I see a lot, hear people talk about it, but CRT is actually calling the church to reorganize herself into lines of race and class and gender, right? So if churches actually go along with this, and many are, their members cannot view each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. The only way that they can look at each other, if you go along with this, as the oppressed Christian and the oppressor Christian. This has catastrophic consequences to biblical Christian unity and the advancement of the gospel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, talking about unity, too, like that's one of the things that stands out to me. Almost every time I hear someone like actually advocate for or or even just talk about, you know, CRT is it does not bring unity, but only division only division it's only separating because just like you said it's separating oppressor and oppressed right those who are oppressed and those who are oppressing like it's just separating causing this divide and and there's there's just hate and there's there's finger pointing right and there i mean there's just so much negativity and wickedness that comes from it and that as christians should not be something that we're, you know, like drawn to because talking about Ephesians in Ephesians chapter four, Paul writes talking about the unity that comes from believers, right? It comes from the church. And I just want to read that real quick. Now that, that talking about that Ephesians chapter four as prisoners, and this is verse one, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned. See, as Christians, we're not called to divide and to separate from one another. But as Christians, we are all covered by the blood of Christ. We are all part of the family. We are all part of the body of believers. We should not be trying to incorporate unchristian, unbiblical ideologies that only divide and look to push and separate people even further than we already have been. Well, an example of that is something that's going on all the time now. So there's a calling out, and I'm using air quotes, right? There's a calling out by CRT activists today that all black and, and, and other minority people leave white dominated churches. Just leave. And, and they tell you to leave mm. loud. They call it leaving loud. 
So this narrative undermines everything that Jesus did on the cross and yeah. everything you just read. CRT cannot accept what Jesus did because it shows God is sovereign. Therefore, to them, he is the ultimate mm-hmm. oppressor. Okay? Yeah. And that's sad. So uh, you may hear statements. Um, if you ever hear this, uh, we need to decolonize our theology. Right? Or Eurocentric or white Christianity needs to be deplatformed. So when you hear stuff like that, you really need to be ready to defend the gospel. And the gospel's not white in nature, mm, come but on. love in nature. Come on, say it one more time. Can yes. I say that one more time? The gospel is come not on. white in nature, but love yes. in nature. Yeah. He, the gospel has broken down all the walls of hostility. That's the only yeah. way they can be broken yeah. down. So the church needs to understand that the CRT thinking is nothing new. Right. For thousands of years, people have been trying to put a label on the feeling of total depravity or that we are completely lost yeah. in need of a savior. So nobody wants to sit there and go, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a terrible person, actually. I mean, look at the thought. I mean, if I yeah. told people yeah, what yeah. I think on a daily basis, I'm I'm not yeah. I'm, I'm not a good person. You know, nobody wants to sit down and think about that. Nobody wants to say, man, I, therefore I need help and I don't know where to get it. I need help. Yeah. Now, a lot of people yeah. do that. And then they hear the gospel and they go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. That's you know, and, and the thing that gets me is, and, and this is for anyone who is, you know, like unsure about critical race theory and unsure about those who are really preaching this message of, decolonized theology and that there's this Eurocentric Christianity that needs to be deplatformed. If someone told you that Jesus was white, they lied to you. If you believe, if you believe (laughs) Jesus is a white Caucasian male, you are wrong. Someone has deceived you because Jesus is not white. Mm-mm. He pretty much had olive skin, and he probably wasn't about five. Jesus seven. is is not American. Like Jesus, I, I if someone told you that, they lied to you, they deceived you. And if someone is telling you that, when it clearly, if you open scripture and you look and you read, Jesus was not born in the United States of America. He was not no, born no. in England. Like Jesus is not some white man. Jesus is the Messiah, right? We didn't come up with this. This is God's word. That's what you should be listening to. If you're at a church that is not preaching God's word, that tries to say that one race is greater than another, that's a red flag as well. Because God's word does not tell us that. And so that to me, like if if you're confused and you're unsure about CRT and someone who is behind CRT pushes that, that that Jesus was white and all this Christian theology is all, you know, white. or that we've. Yeah, that yeah, we've exactly. Made him white. Exactly. Right. That They say that a lot, too, that we've made him white. Let me tell you something. Christianity no. is not a white man's religion. Christianity. Listen, Christianity. <laughs> 
is a religion for people no, who were dead in their sins and were liberated by the, the, the yes. cross and the yes. resurrection. Yes. That's what Christianity is. I don't care if you're from New Zealand or, or Mali yes. or Vermont. Yes. I don't care where you're from. If, if everybody's lost and need every single one, right? Yes, yeah. So we we were talking about how what how are we supposed to talk to people yeah. like this, right? Uh, well, d- defending your faith and explaining your hope is vital in combating all antichrist worldviews, all of them, not just CRT. This is what Peter and Paul call apologia yeah. or apologetics. So it, it, apologetics is or apologia real simply is giving a sound defense that's well thought out. That's what that is. Yeah. Right. So using proper, proper apologetics keeps the church free mm-hmm. from the leaven of false teaching. Right. So a little bit of yeast works through yeah. a whole batch of dough. If any of this stuff starts to infiltrate your church, it'll yep. go through like wildfire. And not just that, but a lot of false teachings do the Absolutely. same thing, right? So it's either that or the church ends up having to completely abandon the truth of, of Scripture. That, that's what that's that's the way it is. You either you either believe in the truth of Scripture yeah. or you do not. And let me tell you something. When you if your church it's going down the slippery slope of not believing in scripture alone as the authority of the church. There's no telling what's yeah. going to happen in your yeah. church. You know, and, and, and you know, no talking about the yeast and stuff. And I, I mean, even Paul, like Jesus, Jesus taught that, you know, to, to watch out for the yeast, right. Of the Pharisees, right. He, he was telling his disciples to watch out for that. And then, you know, Paul even writes in, uh, I believe it's in Galatians and he's writing to the church in, in Galatia. And, and one of the things that I love is uh, Galatians one. And, and it talks about, there is no other gospel, right? There is one gospel and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ and not to allow other thinking, right? Worldly thinking, worldly ideologies to come in and to distort what you think and what you believe and how you view Jesus and how you look at scripture. Like scripture is the authority on that. Like you talked about earlier on, like we should be looking at the world through the lens of scripture, not looking at scripture through the lens of the world. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that that way. And so, you know, that's one of the things as Christians, as people who are hopefully those who are listening, if you are a Christian, you are a part of a local church, and hopefully you are heavily involved. We have to guard ourselves and help to guard our church, right? Our local church against these types of ideologies and things that will try to infiltrate that may seem on the surface very good because, again, going back, social justice and fighting for people who are oppressed that is a good thing, but it's what you believe under that, under the surface. Like, what are you trying to say are the causes of those things? Is it going to bring love, hope, freedom, joy, 
liberation? Like, are those things going to come from what you are doing in order to try and set people free? Or is it just going to call more, more division, more hate, more anger, more hurt, those types of things. We have to be careful of that. We have to guard against those types of things and beliefs. Um, look, if, if you're listening, excuse me, if you're listening, um, Write write this down. You can, you can go back fifteen seconds and listen to it again. Write this little prayer down, dear Lord. Through your word, teach me what I do not believe that I need to believe. Also, through your word, teach me what I believe, mm. but is untrue. Come on. Yes, okay, sir. so Christians need to be taught how to uh, recognize, evaluate, and distinguish CRT from biblical truth. Um, we also need to be prepared to engage non-Christians and possibly even fellow Christians who have been influenced by CRT principles. So one of the most important differences between biblical Christianity and CRT mm. is salvation. Yeah. Right. Biblical salvation is a, is a result of God's grace. Amen. CRT salvation is a result yeah. of works. And I've yeah. got to get this thing done. And that's never, ever going to work. Now, salvation by works is extremely alluring. It's very attractive, mainly because it takes the focus off total depravity. Like I'm, I'm, lost and I need a savior and offers a glimmer of hope that there's something good in us after all. There's got to be something good in me. I, I, there's got to be something that I can do to help long yeah. my own salvation. Right? So CRT teaches that we can rectify all these problems, these divisions, these dissensions, if we just try hard enough. Again, this has already been accomplished on the cross of Calvary. The good news of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus is the only solution to life's burdens mm, yeah. and oppressions. Yeah, and I want to, let me flip to it real quick, because I want to read something um, that I think really summarizes everything we've talked about. And, and it comes again from, from Paul's letter in Ephesians. And it's chapter two, exactly where you read from earlier, but it was just before that. And it starts in verse 11. <clears throat> and what I want people to understand is that the only division, the only categorized separation and distinction between people in biblical times. So in the time of Jesus and, and before Jesus was Jews and Gentiles. It was Jews and then everybody else. That was the distinction. That was the separation. And I want to read this from Paul's letter in Ephesians, chapter 2, starting at verse 11. And the title of this passage says, Jew and Gentile reconciled. Jew and everyone not Jewish reconciled. But not just reconciled, reconciled through Christ. And verse 11 says, Therefore remember... That formerly you who 
are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. That is every individual, that is every human being that does not have a relationship with Christ Jesus right now. You are without hope and without God in this world. But verse 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. It doesn't say now you who were one skin color, but God has changed you to another skin color are brought close. No, it says by the blood of Jesus Christ, you are brought to God. You are reconciled. That broken relationship was not made whole because we worked hard or we did good things or we prayed enough or we we apologized for things that we did or did not do. No, it is only through Christ Jesus. It is only through his life, his sacrifice and death on the cross and his resurrection that any of us are worthy or have any kind of hope in this world. It is only through him and what he's done for us. And when we put our faith in him, then and only then are we made clean. Are we righteous? Are we reconciled to God the Father? You see, the problem in this world, as I said before, and as we've talked about this entire time, it has nothing to do with anyone's skin color. The color of your skin is a gift and is beautiful, something that God created you to have. But the problem with each and every one of us, no matter the skin color, is the sin that lies in our hearts because we are born into it. We are born separated, and the only thing to make that right, the only thing to cover that sin is the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, we don't have a skin color problem. Absolutely. We got a heart problem. It's a heart problem. You know, God doesn't say in his word, uh, when you when you are born again, when you start following me, I'm going to straighten out that skin color. He says, no, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to take, take the heart of yes. stone out, and I'm yes. going to put the heart of flesh in. And I'm going to write yes. my words on your heart. Yeah. You know, and mm. that, then you begin to see people like he yes. sees people. Yeah. And that is tremendous yeah. when that happens. You see, and, that, and, and that's Very the open. thing, too. Like, you want to talk about, uh, you know, that's one of the big things with CRT. It's, you know, for, for white people. And let's just say, you know, for what it is, it is white people who are called the oppressors, who are called the bad people, right? It's for them to have their eyes opened. No human will ever have their eyes opened if God does not do it. It doesn't happen by you just somehow confessing and and admitting to something you don't even believe that you did. The only time your eyes are opened is when God intervenes through the power of the Holy Spirit and your eyes are made open and your ears are open so that you can see, you can hear, you know, the truth that is Christ Jesus and what he has done for us on the cross. I want everyone who is listening to this. I don't care what color your skin is. 
because that is nothing wrong. Like what is wrong with us is the sin that we are born into. And each and every one of us have that opportunity to place our faith in Christ Jesus and to be redeemed and to be cleansed and made new and to be washed from the wickedness that is sin, not to wash our skin color away, but to be accepted and loved by Christ Jesus. That's what I want people to hear. That's what the gospel is about. That's what Jesus came, lived the perfect life, died for our sins on the cross and rose in victory so that we can be part of that family and adopted into God's family. Amen. Let me give you, let me give you some good news. Um, God showed his love to us in this, that while Mm. we were sinners, Mm. Christ died for us. Okay. And if you, if you hear that and you know who you are um, and you want to, you want to talk, you want to, you want to converse by email. You want us to give you some some study material to to dive into. Uh, do you want us to help you find a local uh, congregation so you can uh, meet fellow Christians and, and hear good preaching and learn about the Bible more? Um, and if you've heard all this stuff tonight and you have questions and you want something clarified or you may have uh, an argument against it, that's fine with me too. Um, Alex, how, how does, how do yeah, people get if that's you and you want to reach out, please email us. You can send us an email at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Um, or if you're on Facebook, you can find us on Hope Rising Ministries SC. Um, we'd love to talk with you. We'd love to, you know, have a conversation. We'd love to pray with you, pray for you. Um, we, we're just here if you need anything and if we can help to serve you, uh, at, in, in any way or just, you know, talk with you and uh, converse back and forth. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you for spending this time, uh, you know, to, to listen in. I, I just pray that God, God spoke through this uh, and that he will move through it like only he can. And I just pray that if nothing else, you understand that you are not a problem. Your skin color is not a problem. The sin that we are born into is the ultimate problem. And Jesus is the ultimate solution and healer to that problem. Thank you, Trey. As always, enjoyed it, brother. Yeah, man. Have a good Peace one. Peace out, peoples.